Gear up for the great outdoors with Forlo, the brand that's revolutionizing outdoor apparel. Forlo's non-compromised, 100% American-made outdoor apparel protects your body from the elements so that your mind stays focused on the hunt, on the water, or on the trail. Your adventure starts with a solid foundation, which is why Forlo's base layer is designed to provide the comfort and insulation you need to keep going when the temperatures drop. Their uniquely breathable down layer ensures that you stay warm without overheating. And since proper protection goes beyond insulation, the final layer, a waterproof shield, completes the system. From UPF sunblocking material that shields you from harmful rays to polygene technology that masks your scent, Forlow's innovative designs and cutting-edge material ensures that you can focus on the adventure, not the elements. Their commitment to innovation and American craftsmanship will carry you beyond the known and into the unknown where the journey truly begins. Get the most out of your time in the outdoors and go to forlow.com and use code DAILYWIRE for 20% off your purchase. That's forlow.com, code DAILYWIRE. All right, I'm really happy to have Neil McDonough on today. He is, an, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He is a really talented actor. He came to fame in uh, uh, Band of Brothers, which I only just saw recently. I first saw him in Justified. Uh, he now has a new movie out, uh, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Uh, it is a sequel to a film that was made quite, quite a while ago, and we'll talk to him about that and about a lot of other things. Here's a brief clip of Left Behind. If someone had told me that millions of people were just going to disappear, I, like you, would have said they were crazy. Was it the rapture? Yes. Yes, it was. Are you, are you sure? I mean, are you, are, you, are you really sure? I saw it happen. Those weren't vanishings. It wasn't the rapture. The rapture was debunked on the first day. The second wave of vanishings has thrown the financial markets back into chaos. Trust me. You want to make sure you're on the right team. You're already teaching them the art of fake news? I just wish I could see you one more time. Why are you still here? Because I asked God to leave me behind. We don't need to look for magic. They're not a bunch of religious wackos. Wackos like my mom. Fortunately, we have a solution. We can implement Eat and Pay worldwide in a matter of weeks. Welcome to the future. Let me welcome uh, Neil McDonough. Neil, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, to be on the Daily Wire and to be with you guys, it's, it's, it's something I've been looking forward to for a while. So here we go. Let's start it up and have, have a fun conversation. Well, I am, I am truly a fan. I'm not just saying that I first noticed you on Justified, one of my uh, favorite shows with, uh, of course, international stage and screen star Nick Searcy uh, and an occasional uh, assist from Tim Oliphant. Uh, but you played you played this murderous, uh, s- sadistic, very smooth but very sadistic uh, killer. And if I may say so, you have one of the cruelest faces I've ever uh, I've ever seen. And I was absolutely shocked when I started to read about you and uh, and find out that you are a Christian uh, who refuses even to do kissing scenes on screen. Is that is that true? Yeah, that that is true. And everyone, you know, it was funny. It was justified that was kind of like like my big comeback role where. You know, I was uh, fired from a show because I wouldn't do certain things. And everyone thought it's because I'm this religious zealot. And, you know, obviously I'm a very religious guy, but I just love my wife. You know, I love my craft. I love working. I love, but I, but I love my wife and my family that much more. So I was never just comfortable with it. And uh, there are plenty of guys who are. So and I, I, my hat's off to you for, for doing it. But for, for me, it's uh, it's just something that I was never very comfortable with. And after about two but, years of suffering and not being able to work and kind of losing everything, my house, my cars, my, you know, yeah, kind of just really taking it hard. I remember that this one day I, I said, God, why have you forgotten about me? And then as soon as I said that, I kind of crumbled to my knees and realized what an idiot I was for saying something like that because he gave me so much. And it was, 
I think it was his test to me to make me realize how much I have in my life. And sometimes you need to sit back every once in a while and look at what you do have and appreciate it, what you do have. And, um, and that was that moment. And then 10 seconds later, Graham Yost calls and said, do you want to be the villain on Justified this year? So be careful wow. what you ask for in life because he's always listening and he's always watching. So um, <laughs> look, you know, after 100, 150 movies and TV shows and five kids and a fantastic wife, and now we're producing our own films. And uh, it, it, was, it was one of those things in my life where I was in the career for about 10 or 15 years. Everything was going so well, but I think I just started taking it for granted a little bit. And I think he just probably wanted me to really realize how much he did give me and is giving me. And that's where I'm at today. And I'm just blessed beyond belief to have what I do have. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. So ju just the fact that you wouldn't do sex scenes essentially right. meant that your entire career vanished. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were, there were two things that, that really happened. I think during that time, I also kind of, as we all do, lean on a crutch. And for me, it was just leaning on you know, alcohol and, and trying to just drown myself and trying to figure out why the heck my life is, is going this way. And, and it turned out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And then, you know, with my wife, Reve, kind of coaching me, I always, I always say I can go through life with one hand tied behind my back as long as that hand is being held by my wife, Reve. Uh, and she helped me realize that, you know, alcohol wasn't the right thing for me and that by giving up alcohol and uh, really focusing on my career as, as a man, as an actor, as a father, as a husband, all these things, holy cow. Every, you look at the last seven years of my career compared to the seven years beforehand. Now I'm writing and producing my own films with my partner, Derek Presley, and uh, Ravey and I are raising our own finances to, to tell films that we want to tell, you know, films that reach out to the heartland of America, films that, that reach out to people who want to watch uh, the bad guys take it in the end and the good guys who have their flaws get through their problems like all of us and figure out how to stand up to what is right. And, I get to make those films now and write those films and produce those films and, and, and put content out there that my family can be proud of to watch. Man, uh, I'm the most blessed guy in Hollywood, and, that, and that's for sure. So, um, and it, it, um, yeah, that's where I'm at in my career right now. It's pretty great. You know, it's, it's really interesting that you don't want to do uh, sex scenes, but but you don't mind playing. Have you seen how good looking you, you, my wife is? I mean, why? I mean, <laughs> I mean we just not kid ourselves. <laughs> no, it's like, well, yeah, it's like Paul Newman said, why go out for a burger when you got steak, you at, got home? steak at home? I use that one all the time. <laughs> but, but the thing is, but you don't mind playing an, an evildoer like you did in Justified. Um, so talk a little bit about the, the new film, Left Behind, uh, Rise of the Antichrist, where it seems like you're playing a fairly sinister character. Yeah, I think, you know, playing villains for me is kind of make-believe. So when I'm on set and when I'm... Uh, doing these things, you know, like, especially some of the things during Justified, Reve would be there on set and we'd just be laughing at, at everything that's going on um, because it's just so absurd. And then finally, when we got home, this one episode, uh, we watched an episode and it's one of the last times I've actually sat down in front of a television and watched what I do because I, I, I kind of scare myself at times. Uh, and it scared Reve and, and she, you know, it took her a few days and she finally, told me why she was upset because what were you thinking when, when you were doing that scene and I keep my choices really simple uh and by keeping them so simple like it it, it, it makes it almost like I'm the guy next door which makes it really scary hmm. so I have to provide for my wife and my five kids and and make a career of something that I love doing so my choice was okay 
I'm either going to be in the middle of a battlefield as a as a soldier, or I'm going to be the villain. I'm going to be the best villain out there. And uh, now, finally, I get to produce our own films, and I get to play the heroes, which is what I've always wanted to do, but really didn't have the opportunity to do so because of obvious reasons. Hmm. But to work with Kevin Sorbo, I got to tell you this: there are few guys doing Band of Brothers. Dick Winters was always the guy who led from the front. And so many productions I've been part of, the leaders lead from the from the rear, and it doesn't really work so well. Kevin Sorbo is that guy. He's leading from the front. He is, you know, kind of like what what Kevin Costner is. It's that same feeling of, I'm prepared. I know my stuff. Let's go have a great day of work. Let's give him some honor, and let's do the right thing. And I I, I love working with Kevin because he's that guy. And and when you see the film, and I've seen clips of it. It's it's filmed so well, it's shot so well because he makes everyone on the crew feel like there's a common goal of doing something great, and I think that's what we did on this film. You know, I'm a big uh, Kevin Sorbo fan, both professionally, but also per- he's just one of the nicest people. Uh, he yeah. and his wife both are they're absolutely lovely people. He's one of the most hated people on Twitter. I never <laughs> mentioned him without that. not me either. I, <laughs> I just you can't despise find him. A nicer human being than Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. I mean, you really yeah. can't. And then great golf swing too, by the way. Oh really? All right. Well, I didn't. Really know. I, I, okay, I was actually I don't hoping you would tell me something. <laughs> I, was, I was actually hoping you'd tell me something bad about him so I could. Uh, um, um, what? What is? What is the story of Left Behind? The, the rise of the Antichrist. I'm not who, really who sure. You, I'm not really <laughs> sure what I'm allowed to say. Oh, okay. It's right. coming out, uh, but I'll tell you this: it's filmed so well. Uh, it's got a great message. It's a film that the masses can watch and think. What, what I love about certain types of films is that it, it makes you think you can go as dark as you want in a film. You can go as light as you want in a film. It doesn't matter really. It's if it's done really well. And if for me, if there's a moral play going on that makes you think, Hmm, after watching that film, maybe I can be a little bit better of a husband. Maybe I can be a little bit better of a worker. Maybe I can be a little better as a dad. Maybe I can be, be a little better. If he got over it, maybe I can get over that thing. If she got over it, maybe, I, you, you know, so those are the films that I've, I've always liked. Um, you go way back, one of my favorite films of all time was The French Connection. Popeye Doyle was yeah. such a mess of a human being, but by the end, he figured out how to get it done. You, know, you go back to Dirty Harry, it's the same kind of thing, where all these these characters are just kind of have their flaws, but at the end, they're the only ones who can stand up to whatever is going on. And I've always loved those characters. Just for the last 15 years, I had to play the other side of the spectrum, playing the, the villainous side. Now I get to play the heroic side, which to me is something that I'm finally, you know, I'm in the spot where I'm exactly supposed to be. And, mm. you know, he has put me in the spot for a reason. And I'm not, I'm not going to ever take it for granted. I'm never going to just kind of, you know, I've never been a guy who mails it in. My dad said, when you go to Hollywood, if they give you a dollar, give them $2 worth of effort. And that's what <laughs> I pride myself on. And my kids are the same way and uh, Reve is the same way. So at the McDonough Company, which we started a few years back, those are the films and TV shows that we aspire to do and are going to keep on making because I know the heartland of America doesn't really get the entertainment that they always want. And, you know, that's the entertainment that we're trying to make. So is, is your company going to concentrate on Christian content specifically or is it just going to be? Not, uh, not, not Christian content. There's this one quote and a friend of mine sent to me the other day. Uh, it's Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And I think 
what we do as followers of God, we, we sometimes forget there are all kinds of followers of God. You know, there are, there are Jews, there are Muslims, there are agnostics, there are Buddhists, there are Taoists. There's, there's all kinds of people across this planet, but we're all God's children. And if we all treat each other as brothers and sisters, if we unify each other as us, not pieces, then the world is a whole lot better place. So for us, the, in the films that we try to make, we try to talk to everybody. We don't try to just talk to one group. We try to talk to everyone and say, look, God's got your back. You just have to give over to him and have faith in him. He will always be there for you. You can always lean on him, even how, when times are really tough and you're going through very difficult things in your life. If you just give over to him, great things will come out of it. And we're here for a short amount of time. But what we're promised is eternity if we do the right things. And I think those, again, those, those are the, the templates of the films, the TV shows that we really strive to make because everyone's out there looking for entertainment to make them better, right? Not worse. And let, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question about this because this, I, I had a, a week this week where I talked to several artists uh, who had been canceled, basically. One of them, a very talented painter I've had on my show, Arthur Kwan Lee, uh, who t- paints biblical scenes uh, but was... Uh, caught out, uh, you know, uh, driving while conservative, essentially, uh, and lost all his galleries in New York. Another guy, Clifton Duncan, uh, who we've had on the show as well, is a Broadway star, uh, doing really well on Broadway, and uh, um, was thrown out because he wouldn't take vaccines. You were thrown out. You were canceled because of your uh, Christian stance. I was canceled in Hollywood because of my conservative stance. What do you say to people like that when they come to you and they say, we can't work. We, we don't know what to, you know, where, what if, what if a guy came to you at the start of his career, what would you tell him? Uh, how would you tell him to proceed? Your career is, you know, what you do for your living is, is, is great. That's, it's important to all of us, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a painter, whether you're an actor, whether you're a fireman, whether you, you know, whatever elected official, that's just your job, isn't it? So to aspire to be the best human being you can be is what you should always strive to do. And we're all flawed. We all are sinners. We all make mistakes every single day, but it's how you get up the next day and dust yourself off that makes you a child of God. Right? So when people ask me that question, what, what's your tip if you have, you know, faith in how to, how to navigate that towards in through a business where that really isn't always kind of looked upon. Well, I say, well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be on that path. You're supposed to always try to do the right thing for humanity. And sometimes they'll they'll take you down. Sometimes they'll crucify you. I've been canceled, you know, all that stuff. And I'm, I'm still the exact same guy I was back then. I, I think now I'm just a little more appreciative. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. it takes carrying that cross to make you realize how fortunate you are and what an amazing world this is and that we should love and honor our brothers and sisters with all of our hearts and all of our souls and not fight so much and not desire for so much. It was, you know, I was listening to a a quote uh, that Charlie Munger was saying, uh, Warren Buffett's partner. It was really interesting. He said, greed isn't the worst thing in the world. Greed for happiness, greed for your wife, greed for being the best person you can be. To be, to, to want that to be in your bloodstream wholeheartedly 24 seven is not a bad thing. It's the envy that kills the fabric of America. It's envying your neighbors. It's envying their stuff. It's envying, wow, they have that nice car. They have that nice thing. Why can't I have that? And then you start taking people down because they've been successful at certain things. They might try to take down Kevin Sorbo for certain things, as you were saying. 
you can't listen to jealousy. You can't listen to hatred. You can't his, listen to any of that stuff. All you can listen to really is what he has out there for you and how you deal with it. The plate that is in front of you, what are you going to do with it? And, and that's what you're supposed to do as, as a man or woman. And so when they say, you know, how do you navigate it, you know, having faith in your business? Well, I think it's going pretty well. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I can't imagine 30 years ago when I left Cape Cod, Massachusetts, that I'd be writing, producing, starring in films with the most amazing wife and have these five kids and have this life that I have. Um, there are bumps along the road and those bumps you have to look back at and think, thank goodness for those bumps because it made me appreciate what I have. And uh, I'm, I'm the most blessed guy that I know because of, of all the bumps that I have taken makes you truly appreciate what I have now. And it's, that, that's where I'm at. All right, I got to stop there. It is really great talking to you. You're a real talent. And please come back when one of your films comes out and we'll talk again. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for having me on. God bless you. Again. Neil McDonough, thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you.